What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Between Two Tackles. I am your host, Alex Spinelli, and alongside me, as always, in live person. I can touch the boys right now. Let's go. Ray Volo, D. Montalbano. Fellas, how are we feeling? Good to see your faces. Yeah, no, uh, I mean, if you want me to be blunt, I'm feeling horny. <laughs> <laughs> the boys are close. It's a hot room. You can say that. It is a Sauce tough, just touched in here. Sauce just touched me. So, uh, yeah. No, it's been a minute talking about some football with you guys. I feel Let's like go. it's been like a month now. I'm fucking pumped up. Uh, a little bit of a weak episode today, just being being honest. Tight ends. Yeah. Not the favorite, but yeah. got got to grind, you know? Got to grind through these uh Well, I mean, it's tough with this uh this downtime in sports right now. Yeah. This is what we have to look forward yeah, to. I need so fo- I need football so bad watching these guys. I'm just like I'm like fucking gritting my teeth and shit. Watching some of these guys—it's honestly getting me so pumped for just college football. Yeah. I feel like this, this college football season is gonna be pretty wild, and just in general. All right, come on, that's not why. We're all Jeff fans here. We're more excited for the NFL. Obviously, year. I'm more excited for the NFL. The Jets are winning the Super Bowl. But <laughs> yeah, <laughs> still college no. starts first. So no, I'm, I'm very, very excited. And like you guys say, just watching this tape definitely just gets you extra torqued about it. Uh, even though it is not the most fun, we'll go through the uh, we'll go through our top fives quick and hopefully it'll be a nice sound bite to get you through your uh, car ride. Nice. All right, fellas. Like Ray said, we've got the tight ends today in our summer scouting, so we are going to get right to it. Number five. Ray, we'll start with you. Who you got at number five? Uh, I, I got a rep OH. I'm going Cade Stover at oh, five. Boo. That was obvious. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> um I guess sorry, six four, two fifty five. So he's got the uh, pretty ideal size for the position. Uh, interesting for him though, he was a top three hundred recruit. I think he was top two fifty, maybe even. But as an outside linebacker, so he came in on the defensive side of the ball, flipped to tight end, and then I think he flipped back to linebacker yeah, for like yeah. the Rose Bowl. Um, I guess I think it was against Utah, if I'm not mistaken. So he's just a team guy. Really love that about him. Uh, last year, first year as a start, first year as a starter, thirty six catches. 406 yards and five touchdowns, which it's crazy to me because he outproduced the five-star in Jeremy Ruckert, which I, I don't know if that says more about him, about how the team viewed him and how they used him, but just absolutely bananas yeah. to me. Um, some of the strengths is just his physicality and just overall strength in general. It just it just You can just tell he was a defensive player. He plays really tough. One of the better blockers at the position in college football. Uh, used all over the place at Ohio State, which I really love. He, I think he played in line around 50% of the time, and they even kicked him out in the slot 38% of the time, which is which was a little surprising. I mean, I watch all the games of the season, but just his player type, just the uh, typical yeah. prototype that he is, you assume he'd be more of an in line, but they weren't afraid to use him out wide. And I think his uh, average depth of target was around 8 yards too, which is a little higher for the, this class, which I was pretty surprised by too, just because he's not the... He's not like the seam stretcher some of these other guys on this list are. Can't believe you just dropped an A dot stat. Like Dude, oh, A dot's big for tight ends, man. I've been I've been looking up A dots a lot for these guys. <laughs> I'm, getting, I'm becoming more <laughs> of an analytic. Great stats yeah. to look at. Um, He's coming around on stats. So the variety of roles, uh, really reliable hands too. Only had two drops. I think it was like a 5.4 percent drop rate. So he's just, he was really just a good security blanket for C.J. Stroud uh, last year. And just I, off the top, I mentioned it, but. This is his last strength. Just, he'll do whatever it needs. The team needs him to be special teams, offense, defense. He'll do it all. I think he'll come in day one in the NFL and be a core special teamer. Uh, some of the negatives: he's not the fa- doesn't have the best straight line speed, so he's not really going to be the type of tight end to put stress on stress on the defense through that seam. Um, I think he needs to get better at contested catches as well. As well, he's four of nine. Doesn't really not much of a gulp and get it type of guy. 
he's more of a he'll sh- he'll like shield his use his body to shield the defender out and make it like a first down sort of catch. So I'd want to see some go up and get it for like some red zone potential. And then lastly, I don't know how high of a ceiling he is. To me, he sees just seems like a, a reliable tight end too, yeah. but he'll be in the league for like seven to eight years, and he'll never blow up a stat sheet. May not be a pro baller, but he'll be a damn good player. Yeah, like, yeah, that was a uh, that was a really good summary. Honestly, when you were talking about him, especially during his strengths, um, you almost had me rethinking my order because I really like what you said about him doing anything for the team. They really trusted him. I feel like on a lot of big plays last year. I feel like it was that Michigan game they threw that back shoulder fade to him, and yep. it wasn't caught, but, like, they wanted to go to him. Um, so it was pretty surprising, especially with all the all the weapons that they had. Um, you hit the strengths really good. The strength is, is great for him. Um, the thing I really wrote, though, um, he just benefits so much playing with Marvin Harrison and Emeka Abuka. And I think... We saw this with Rucker too, and when you mentioned Rucker too, it got me thinking about how his situation was very similar, and he was the third or fourth option most of the time playing with great wide receivers. Um, so I do think he doesn't have the higher as high of a ceiling as a, as a Rucker. He's a better athlete, um, but I do like his floor play, and he's going to be a reliable guy. And I think in a group like this right now, where outside of these top two, it's kind of a crapshoot. Um, I think he has a good, jo- a good shot at being one of the first five taken. He'll definitely be like a day three three guy and a solid guy that will get on the field. Um, so I like him. I had Stover at seven, but I uh, can't knock you too much. Right? I had him at five. seven as well. Yeah. All right, Dino, who you got at five? At five, I have Brevin Span Ford, absolute unit out of uh, Minnesota. Go Gophers. Go Six, seven, two, seventy ton of fun to watch i mean i was watching his tape one play he absolutely levels a guy the next play he hurdles a guy and then play after that he's going up the sideline for 40 uh we said this the same we said the same exact thing about darnell yeah a guy this big and you know darnell was even bigger which is crazy he was like what six six eight two eighty yeah which is just bonkers it should be illegal for them to move like this to move this well at this size. It just doesn't make sense. Uh, Brevin has great, great wiggle, and he's surprisingly fast going up the field. He is a plus blocker. He definitely, definitely, especially at the next level, will need to get better as a blocker considering how big he is, but I have all the faith in the world that he will. And I just truly love his potential. He's not only a blocking tight end at the next level, but he's going to be very solid at pot potentially hitting you with for a seam route and be a promising end zone threat. He only had two touchdowns last year, I think a touchdown a year before that. But I think that he's going to build on the success he had last year. I believe he put up a a little bit over 450, 450 yards. Yeah, almost 500. Yeah, almost 500 yards. I think he's going to build on that. And then I think he's going to potentially be like a a, a mid-third rounder. I I think that a lot of teams are just going to – obviously we saw Darnell drop to the mid-third and he should have been higher – but uh, we did hear out of out of camps that he was uh, dealing with medical issues yeah. that we were just unsure about. He definitely should have been a, a, a mid to potentially even early second rounder. Um, I'm not going to say Brevin Span Ford is going to be a better prospect and a better better player than Darnell Washington, uh, you know, barring any medicals. But you will, no, I'll, I'll stop you right there. No, 
Exactly. <laughs> no, exactly, exactly. I'm not trying to say that, but I, I, I genuinely think if he has clean medicals and he builds on this year, he could be. Uh, you could really book him for you know a end of back end of a uh, hundred picks in uh, the 2024 NFL draft. And for that reason, I got Brevin Span four to five. Yeah, Ray, what'd you think about uh, about Ford? I had him at seven. Um, the size and just the blocking ability overall really is enticing, but um, I just don't know if he's like a natural hands catcher. He kind of just seemed a little awkward and a little goofy. Um, so for that, I, I just kind of knocked him below uh, my six, and then Kate's over at five. I think he's a high. He's another guy who was a high floor. I think he's got a tight end two written all over him. And if, maybe if he can improve on some of those contested catches and just overall just having a better feel in the receiving game, then maybe I think I can see Dean's upside as like a, a late day two pick next year. Yeah, somebody said uh, Austin Safari and Jenkins, and I really like that comp. Feel like that's kind of the player he is. He, yeah, he was interesting too because he was kind of like a focal point for the, for their offense last year. Obviously, they ran Mo Ibrahim into the into the ground, but like especially in the pass game. I feel like uh, Safarian Jenkins was so much better. I, I'm sorry. I was, I I'm, mean, a, I'm an, yeah, I'm I'm an ASJ that, guy. That, that, you, were, you were a big I fan of him. I love Safarian yeah. Jenkins. Um, but, yeah, I, I like his upside. I think he's a good blocker already, and I think they did a lot of this similar blocking schemes with him as they did with, with Darnell at Georgia. Um, so he's an interesting one. I don't want to go too far off the ropes, but – Go. Um, was it was this Austin's fair and Jenkins who had that fumble against the Pats, right? And it like he got a touchdown, and then they reviewed it and he fumbled it into the end zone. It was a touchback for the Patriots. Yes, yes. Oh my god, that was the worst day of my life. <laughs> I remember that so vividly. He did do that. That was brutal. Okay, sorry. No worries. <laughs> All right, uh, I'm a, I'm here at, at number five, and this is a guy we've talked about a bunch before the pod, but it's Jaheim Bell, who's now at Florida State, transferred over from from South Carolina. 6'3", 232, just a really interesting, versatile player. Uh, only had 24 catches on 235 yards, two touchdowns, but he had 74 carries for 257 yards and three touchdowns. Um, he's just a, a freak on the football field. And honestly, these guys like Stover and these guys like Span Ford are tight ends. He is not a tight end, but he's just too good of an athlete for me to leave off this list right now. He just has too much upside, and this is – when you got to take the swings in the summer. Um, really good speed for the size. He's shifty in the open field. He's tough to take down. I feel like outside of the top two guys that I'm assuming we all have, uh, I think he has the most upside as a playmaker, um, especially in college right now. Um, good tracker of the football in the air from what little production he has. He had a really good sophomore year and then kind of took a step back. So, Curious to see what he looks like in this Florida State offense. They do have a lot of weapons and a lot of mouths to feed on that offense, so I'm curious to see how they'll use him. I feel like his production is kind of going to be pretty similar to what he just did at South Carolina. So this is a big projection. Uh, some of the weaknesses I mentioned, he's not a tight end. He only had 68 run blocking snaps last year. Doesn't really have that natural position. I honestly think his best tape is at running back. He has some really, really impressive long runs. Uh, trucking guys, he's got a big-time body to play the position, so be interesting to see if that's a, an area that he looks to in the NFL. Um, and then there are just so many times when he's on the field and he's just not getting the ball, and I'm like, this guy should be the best player on the field, especially at a college level where he's just such a freak mm-hmm. where you can kind of get away with that. And he's just, like, not being the best player on the field, so that's kind of where I struggled with him being at five or being outside. Because I felt like he had so much talent where I had to put him in. Um, 
but there are just so many times where he's fading in games and you don't even recognize he's there and he should be dominating. Yeah. Um, so he's a really interesting guy. Curious to see how he looks at Florida State, but Jaheim Bell at five for me. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to build off that because I have him at four. I, I thought I would be – I did not think I'd be highest on him at this table. I'm assuming you have him outside of your five, right? Yeah, no. Yeah, no, yeah I, this is a guy I feel like you don't like. <laughs> uh, this is a guy I do not like, but when I when I watched his statement, again, I did not think I'd be this high. I, I had him and Brevin Span Ford uh, right there with one another. I kind of just ended up putting him at Ford really because of that ceiling and because of what I think he could do in a new system uh, now that he's left the Gamecocks and now he's at uh, – you know, he's a – He's a Florida State Knoll. But, uh, you know, this is a guy who's like a, he's a muscled-up wide receiver. Yeah. Um, I have a weird comp, and I want Ray to shut it down so bad. But when I was watching his tape, I don't know why, I was seeing a muscled-up wide receiver not going to kill you with speed, shows flashes of athleticism, has a little shiftiness to him, and he's just a yak guy. And I, I don't know why, I thought it, I, I see a little bit of juju in him. And I, I did not see that comp anywhere. I believe that is a completely original take. I hope it is. Knock on wood. But I, I it's really... original, all right. <laughs> I, I almost feel like I see, like, uh, like Quincy Anunua. That's fair. I like that one. I like that. Like, all the stuff the Jets use him on, like, sweeps and all the stuff, like, underneath. That's what I see I with him. I feel like and that's, like, what he is. So this is... This is another reason I had him four. I couldn't drop him out of five. Believe me, I wanted to. You guys know I love Keithy, and I wanted to have him in there. But Jaheim Bell was one of the main reasons I wasn't able to squeeze him in. And I just have, I think, a little bit more confidence in coaching staffs. And like you said, I, I feel like there was a clear miscommunication where they were trying their hardest to get, get him the ball. Because like you said, he's very obviously in times – the best playmaker on the field. Well, this He's is a, a Spencer Rattler slander pod. Yeah, I just yeah. that is like, very true. That no. is true. So, you know, they gave him 73 total attempts at running back. He only averaged 3.6 yards per carry. But like you said, he looked really good. A lot of really those were good. goal line. I will say that. Yes. His average, his average should have been higher. And a, lot of them, and a lot of them he looked really nice. good. Yeah. He showed some flashes in, in blocking assignments, but overall he is not someone you want in blocking assignments because he'll be a liability, especially at the next level. And... You'll just really – he's not a – it's actually funny that we haven't even have him here because you're, you're right. He's just really not a tight end. But I just have supreme faith that what the Gamecocks coaches saw in him and the fact that they put such an emphasis on getting him the ball and the fact that he had a, a very solid year where you thought he was going to build off a, a very good sophomore year and go into his junior year and kill it did not regress – he was supposed to be a 2023 draft hopeful and be a you know maybe maybe a back end of day two maybe even higher if he if he built on that strong sophomore year he didn't he has faith in himself he transferred over to Florida State I think this is going to be a guy who who can really turn heads and, and be the number two guy behind Bowers and I would not be shocked even though I would say <clears throat> it's unlikely that'd be crazy. Right, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, I have him outside. I just don't, like you said, I think he's just been too talented, and he just really hasn't put up the numbers he should, and I just don't view him as a tight end. I think he's just such a good athlete in college where he should be dominating, and he's not, which is worrying, worrisome. I don't think he can really, I don't think he's going to translate to a wide tight end in the NFL. I kind of view him as like a, I, I feel like he's going to play like a, a Kyle Juszczyk role in the NFL with like a Trey Burton type of body. Where like he's just an athlete, he's a really good athlete. I think his running ability is what's going to set him aside the most. So, 
I think he'll be a, a day three pick. Someone will try to be some creative offensive mind will Somebody try, to, will try to get the most out of him, but I don't see him in every down tight end. It's like obviously so cliche because we mentioned Debo and you mentioned Kyle Juszczyk, but I would love to see him in this yeah, 49ers no, yeah. offense. <laughs> <laughs> that, that would, would be, be sweet. All right, let's go to uh, our number fours, right? Who you got at number four? Uh, I got CJ Dupree. Um, I like it. So he played at Maryland the last two years as a true junior. Uh, three-star recruit from Pennsylvania. He started all. He started 12 of 13 games at Maryland this last year. Had 30 catches for 314 yards and three touchdowns. So, not elite production. He's transferring over to Alabama this year, where he's probably going to get the start starting job. Uh, he's he's a big boy, 6'5", 260, and he's a true wide tight end, inline type of guy. Played 450 snaps. I think about like 90% of his snaps uh, in line, which is really good, which I like. Some of the positives on him, his yak ability for a tight end is very rare. So, of his 314 yards, he had 210 of those after the catch. Uh, I think he forced 10 missed tackles, too. So, he's got a little bit, uh, he's got some juice for the tight end position, especially given his size, which I really like. Uh, height, weight, speed, all of that. So, he's, he's someone who's going to project very, really favorably to the next level. He's a willing blocker, albeit he's got to improve. He's got to get a little stronger, but they left him out on island a lot. And he, he had a lot of pass-blocking snaps, too, where they just leave him in and just let him block on defensive ends, where he kind of got overpowered a little bit. But he's got good feet. He's a fluid athlete. So I think if he gets a little stronger, gets in that Alabama weight room, I think he's going to become a plus blocker at the next level. Um, and then he's got really reliable hands. Uh, four of six on contested catches. I think he only had one drop all year. So just solid, solid hands overall, which I think that's like the number one thing a tight end needs. You need to be reliable. You're going to be the quarterback's outlet. And I think in this Alabama offense, they they were missing a true number one weapon last year. They don't have a history of using tight ends that off like that no, much, but I want to see them use his athleticism. And he he got a lot of production on screens last year at Maryland, so I think you'll see a lot of that in Alabama. But I want to see him work the seam, and I want to see him try to go up and get the ball at high point a little bit more. Um, some of the negatives. Route tree was very limited at Maryland. I think that goes. To, I think his uh, average depth of target is like four yards, compared to Cade Stover is like eight, and he's twice the athlete. I mean, not twice, but he's more athletic than Cade Stover. Yeah. He should be. They should be using him a little bit more. So that's a little bit um, discouraging. And then just blocking consistency. He, he and just strength. Like I said before, he whiffs a lot and get overpowered in the run game a little bit. But he's someone that I think getting the Alabama weight room gets a little bigger. Just gets that Alabama coaching. I think he could take a jump and uh, end up being tight end three, maybe even two, at, uh, if all said is done at the end of the year. Yeah, Dean, did you watch uh, Dupree? Yeah. What'd you think? Uh, no, I, I agree with a lot of what Ray said. Uh, I, I like him uh, a lot, actually. I had him at nine, and I, I just agree with you. I think I, I think after me. my first three, I, I had it as my first three were set in stone, and after that, it really was just a crapshoot. It really was. Um, I'm still shocked. You, I thought Ray would probably have Jaheim Bell up here, honestly. No? Well, That's so not a Ray guy. Not particularly. <laughs> I don't know. All right, Dino, you, uh, you had Bell at four, so I'll go to my number four. Uh, I got Bryson Nesbitt from North Carolina at four. Um, I feel like we all, this is a player that we all kind of kind of like. 6'5", 235. Had 35 catches for over 500 yards and four touchdowns last year. Just a really good athlete. I feel like he has the ability to play that power slot role. Um, quick off the line of scrimmage, can get downfield fast, especially on those seam balls 
are really, really nice between him and Drake May, where he can like layer the ball in over the linebacker. Um, he's he's really good at feeling zone coverage too. I feel like he's good coming back to the ball, especially when that offensive line is just so bad. Drake May is in the scramble drill. He's really good about coming back to the ball and finding it. Uh, and then I think he's a good tracker of the football in the air, and he uses his body pretty well to go up and get it. Arms are long, has a big catch radius. Um, so I got him at number four. So, some of the negatives for him, for me, um, strictly a move tight end right now. He's not a move, not a great blocker, and it doesn't seem like he's going to fill out too much more. He's kind of got that slender frame. Yeah. Um, had three drops that were concentration drops. Just got to improve on that because I do feel like he has pretty good hands, um, but want to see that get a little bit better. And with his size, too, I want to see him high point the ball and be a little more physical on some of those balls, especially in the red zone. Go up and get it. Use your size. Box out corners. Uh, but I thought he was really good, and I think especially with downs out this year, Drake May is going to look to him as kind of a number one target for them. So he could be in for a very, very big year. So I got Bryson Nesbitt at four. I'm going to I'm gonna build off that because, again, I have Bryson at three. Do you want to? Oh, no, I, I thought I have him at three as well. I thought Sauce literally touched point, 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 everything that I had written down. But you yeah. can go. Yeah. No, no, I, 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 could, I could add a little bit. I could add a little bit. Um, I, I'm, I'm going to build off that because I have Nesbitt at three. Uh, this, I, Honestly, I had Bowers, obviously, in his own tier. Uh, no surprise there. But honestly, with JT, which I'm assuming we all have it too, I have Nesbitt in the same tier as him. I, I, see, I see elite traits, incredibly smooth and fluid athlete. And it really shows in his route running. And and then the thing that I want to add on, because you, you covered everything perfectly, um, is I was shocked. Yeah, I thought he had great vision and instincts in the middle of the field. He could easily navigate through traffic. And you love to see that with a, you know, yes, he's not, that frame looks like it's not really going to fill out a ton. He is 6'5", 230, so he's, he's still a big boy. But being able to move that smooth and that fluid at that size in the middle of the field, I love it. He's, he's very poised. I, there were many times going going up against zone where he does – it looked like a choice route a lot of the time, option routes, and he and he kind of – he plays it perfectly. Uh, and this year at UNC, obviously considering his situation, you know, they just lost a ton of guys to the draft. You have, you know, all-world talent in Drake May as your quarterback. I, he's going to kill it. I mean, he just had 500 yards on 35 catches, four touchdowns, and there's no way he's not going to be touching six, maybe 700, maybe adding on to the touchdowns and those catches. And then we're going to be talking about him with JT, as I just said. I really think that he has that upside, and if he builds on that with that confidence, you know, that's sometimes all these young guys need. And he could be a, a second-round guy that, uh, that an NFL team would be very happy with and maybe have some early impact. Yeah, I mean, you guys really touched on it. I'll just a few points. Um, I like Sauce said he's not really a true Y. He's more of like a big slot type of guy in that Kincaid mold, uh, but a real good seam threat. Like Sauce was saying, um, good route runner. Got a lot of, uh, like wiggle to his game, and I like like Sauce said it too. He does a good job of feeling the zone coverage, just settling in uh, for Drake May. Yeah, those so, are some of his best plays. Yeah, he's coming back to the ball. Negatives-wise, just obviously not much of a blocker. He's got to put on a little bit of size if he can, but not how he's going to be used, so fuck it. Um, and then some of the catchers, I think Sauce mentioned this too, but he, doesn't really, he lets the ball get on his chest a lot mm-hmm. instead of going to uh, attack and snag it. I want to see him go attack the ball, whether it's high-pointing or just like don't let it get on your chest. Uh, try to avoid some of those drops. And then he's not he didn't have much um, 
like yak. He wasn't much of a yak guy. He's more of like a like he didn't he only forced two missed uh, missed tackles, 130 yards after the catch. So I I want to see him be a little bit more of a playmaker with the ball in his hands. But all good. I'm curious to see how he's going to react being the number one target this year. Uh, they lost Downs. They lost I think the guy Green. I don't really mm-hmm. remember his first name, but I'm I'm curious to see if it's going to if they're going to just be doubling him and like. Uh, blanking him, or if he's going to be able to fight through that and put up some numbers. So, it's a big year for him. Yeah, it is. Be a good year. I'm excited for uh, for Drake May. All right, and is it back to me? Back to you for three. Oh man, yeah. you guys are like killing me. <laughs> we'll, have to, we'll have to switch it up when uh, we get to two and one. Let you guys, let be. you let you guys roll. Um, I think I mentioned it to you before the pod. Uh, my number three is is Luke Lachey from oh. Iowa. Uh, the Iowa Fucking Hawkeyes just keep pumping out tight ends. It's actually unbelievable. Uh, 6'6", 252, had 28 catches last year, 382 yards, four touchdowns, um, and obviously Sam Laporta, very highly drafted this year. So he was the number two last year, but got on the field a lot. Um, and I think this is just a big-time projection for me, but I think he's about to break out in this offense. Uh, he's a big-time athlete, played high-level basketball in high school. He was also a high school medalist in the high jump. Uh, really, really, really good hands. Snags the ball always with his arms out. Uh, does not let the ball get on his chest at all. He's really, really impressive in that sense. He uses his body really, really well on routes, shields off defenders, gets in and out of his breaks nice. He's tough to tackle in the open field. He's a big boy running down the field, and he's a good athlete. Two games without Laporta at the end of last year. Had five catches for 77 yards against Minnesota, and then had seven catches for 89 yards and a touchdown against Nebraska. So like I said, this is a big-time projection. He's moving into that number one role. Eric All is going to be the number two. They announced that the other day. So like to see him break out. Uh, some of the negatives right now. He is a good blocker right now, but he doesn't sustain his blocks long enough. He's strong enough. He's capable enough to do it. Uh, but he lets go of defenders too quickly. So run a couple runs got stuffed on, on his account last year. Can get held up with linebackers when he's running seam routes. Needs to hand fight a little bit, get a little stronger off his release. And then he's just a true junior. He's had two years of football, but doesn't have a ton of production coming into this year. Uh, so... When he's full, the full-time guy, I'm curious to see what he looks like. But they used Sam Laporta in a bunch of interesting ways last year. He's not as good of an athlete. Uh, but he is a prime-time level tight end, and I think uh, I think he's going to be a good one. So I got Luke Lachey at three. I love that sauce. I love it. I, I do not have him at two, so I, I will not be building off that as I have the past two times. And honestly, I'm going to let Ray take the reins on number two to start. Oh, so we're going straight to two. I okay. mean, unless yeah. you want to talk about yeah, I, I, mean, I don't know if you want to. I was just to. saying, Iowa's just an absolute tight end factor, yeah, man. Yeah. They're going to have two more guys drafted this year, too. It's right. kind of crazy. Uh, I'm curious to see how that they, that uh, duo works. I want to see how if uh, Eric All still gets targets, because I really do like him as a, pl- yeah, a prospect. Yeah, L- Lachey got on the field a lot, too, last year. I mean, their offense was pathetic last year with, with Petros. Um, they got Cade McNamara coming in now from Michigan, so... I'm not the biggest fan of Cade McNamara, but their offense should look a little bit better with him playing quarterback. So, uh, yeah, we'll see. I'm excited for him. So, you got a two. Yeah, I mean, I think we, we, all, all, have, we yeah, all have the we, same two. Two and one, two and one are going to be the same. Uh, Jatavian Sanders from Texas. Uh, 6'4", 249, five-star recruit. I think he was 13th overall, too. So, elite, elite prospect coming out of high school. 
Um, he was a first-year starter this past year, 54 catches, 613 yards, and five touchdowns. Uh, despite his, like, he's got a lean frame. Like, I don't, he doesn't look 250 to me. Uh, but and he played in slot, uh, in line, rather, I think 600 snaps. So I, I want to say at least two-thirds, uh, three-quarters of him, which is pretty surprising for me. Um, but this this whole Texas offense this year, this is a team I'm going to – just spoiler alert, when we have our college football preview, <laughs> I'm picking them to win the Big 12. This team is absolutely fucking loaded, and I think it's only going to help him put up some more monster numbers this next year. Yeah, Xavier Worthy with him, Jordan Whittington, and uh, transfer Mitchell from, I think, LSU, yeah, right? Yeah, Mitchell. Uh, uh, no, Georgia. Georgia. But so I, he's got so many so – Big much, year for you or – Dude, so much supporting cast. Like, I think the – the, uh, it's so much fucking possibility for Jatavian Sanders to take a, a, even another step up. He won't be getting doubled like some of these other guys that we talked about. But um, the ceiling is the roof. Yeah, the ceiling is the roof. Exactly. Uh, just some strength. He's an elite athlete. Just for the modern game, he's just an oversized wide receiver. Just a mismatch nightmare. He just. I think he takes what I said about Bryson Nesbitt to another level. Uh, really puts the pressure on defense. He can stretch them, stretch the seam vertically. A lot of deep crossers too. So mm-hmm. he just he is a pressure. He's a pressure cooker at the tight end position. Uh, far, he's a really willing blocker too. Uh, I was pretty surprised by how he's getting dirty. Obviously, I think he needs to improve at that for the next level. He's got to put a little, little bit more muscle on, get a little stronger. Um, and then just another one too. He's another guy, a weakness wise. I think I just like to see him high point the ball a little bit better. Um, he's not the best contested catches. I want to see. I think I he, thought has, he was good. Really? I, I was going to say. I personally, I, was really good. I personally I, saw the complete opposite. Really? Yeah. I, I don't know. I think I, he had the seventh. I had seventh most in college football for tight ends. Eight contested catches. Eight fifteen. I mean, he's over the fifty percent mark, but I think some he had a lot, those, some balls are just true. I, I mean, <laughs> Quinn, Quinn, Quinn's pretty erratic. True, <laughs> and also the fact that they target him that much, yeah, and that and like uh, opportunities like that, it does show that they have confidence in him. So maybe he will take a next another step forward. But it's definitely not like a negative on this game, but just something I'd like to see him. For someone that size and that much of a mismatch, I want to be targeting him in the red zone like that over and over and over again. Yeah, like he had he had four drops last year, but. I really like his hands. Like, I, I think he's besides Bowers, he's got the best hands of, of all these guys. Yeah, I mean Bowers is ridiculous. Dino, um, you know, go go ahead for uh, for Sanders. No, the I mean I thought Ray covered everything great. You know, he just had a stellar season, stellar sophomore season, and uh, I'd be shocked. You know, Quinn Ewers, who you'd assume also is going to elevate himself going into a, a pivotal pivotal year. Uh, I. Th- think that he's going to build on the 49 for 577 five touchdowns and the only thing I'd add uh contrary to Ray is just that I I thought he was a the definition of a natural catcher I thought he was awesome and clean I mean I think he's a good catcher I just want to see him I want to see him win I want to see him moss people more consistently that's all heard yeah that's that's totally fine but a ton of times where he's he's streaming up the field and Quinn throws lasers and he just completely extended arms perfect catch in motion, does not stop a step. I, I he was an awesome dynamic receiver. Uh, I did not even put this before, say this before for Nesbitt. I do want to add it because I did want, I did note it as an important reason on why I have them in the same tier, and that is Nesbitt has only been playing football for for less than five years at, at in a you know in an organized standpoint. So uh, that's another reason. But JT definitely has, uh, like you just said. Everything Nesbitt has, plus a little bit more for sure. And 
I think his hands were very reliable. And like I, I just wrote down here when I evaluated the tape that I already knew he was a dynamic receiver. We know that. We, we watched most of the Texas games last year, as a lot of them were, were big-time games. But going over it again, I was just shocked that he was such a natural catcher, pass catcher. Yeah, really like everything you guys said. Won't add too much. Um, it'll be interesting to see with all the mouths to feed how much he's he's featured in this offense because, um, like we said, the talent is loaded for them, but he still should have a really, really good year. He'll still be a focal point of the offense. Uh, just one interesting thing I, I wrote down. I feel like sometimes when he's catching the ball, he's sometimes, like, moving too fast, and he, like, gets tripped up. You know what I mean? Like, he's trying to, like, catch on, on the run and make a play, like, immediately. I feel like he's just got to concentrate and just keep his footing because he's quick enough to get up the field. But mm-hmm. really like everything you said, he's a really, really good player. And if it wasn't for Brock Bowers, um, it would be a really interesting conversation, I feel like, in a normal tight end year yeah. if he would be the number one yeah, guy. Yeah, um, take the helm on Brock? Yeah, uh, no, you go ahead, buddy. This is a generational player, I will say that, before we start. So Take, the, take the helm. All right, I'll he, take it. He doesn't want it. He doesn't uh, want it. Yeah, I, I hate, feel like I I've hate, been going first for all, fucking hate, all these guys. I hate starting on like the, the obvious number Yeah, one I mean, it's brutal. I just have so many positives and no weaknesses for this guy. Uh, That's it. He is a generational prospect. 63 catches last year, 942 yards, 7 touchdowns. As a freshman, he had 56 catches for 882 yards and 13 touchdowns. Just This guy is an elite, elite football player. Um, I wrote down smaller Tony Gonzalez when I was watching him. I just love the way that they move in the open field. It's so natural. Um, versatile tight end to play in line, play the slot, can play out wide, which is really, really cool on those plays. Wins in various ways with his speed, his quick feed and his release, and his size against smaller corners. Um, just the, the ability with the ball in his hands is, is special. On screens, it's really, really impressive what they can do on offense. Um, strong hands, wins almost every 50-50 ball. I feel like even when he's double covered, he comes down with everything. He's a really, really special in that aspect. And even with his size at C64230, he's a physical blocker. Like, he fucking brings it, and he is a guy that uh, will do anything for, for the team. It's really, really awesome to watch. Mm-hmm. His technique is really, really good in his blocking. Curious to see how much blocking he actually does at the next level because he is still small. Um, but you might have to bring somebody else in. But um, that won't be a problem. He's he's really special. I shine it with um, ain't, no <laughs> ain't no problem. I don't even really know what to say in terms of weaknesses. I feel like some plays yeah. at the line of scrimmage he gets jammed, but that's just being so fucking nitpicky. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I said, he's just small. He might be smaller than even his listed measurements because I feel like he doesn't look six four. Yeah. Um, but it doesn't matter. This guy's so fucking good at I even football. Saw, I saw this guy is so good yeah. at football. I saw a measure awesome. for six five two. I love college uh, college measurements. They're always yeah. laughable. But I, I guess I would add, you know, number forty five on Bruce Feldman's, you know, freak list for a reason. It's very evident in the tape. And another thing, I love in big games, and I, I yeah. he just makes the big play when it's needed. And I'm just like, what the flying fuck? It makes no sense how he is not accounted for, but that's just not it. 
this guy's just got the ice. Yeah. You know, I'm I'm doing it right now. He's got this. I mean, you can't see it because obviously this is a, a strictly audio podcast, but guy's got ice in his veins. And honestly, I feel like you covered everything great. I know Ray's going to say some stuff, but it, I feel like it'd be boring to elaborate for, further. He's just an all-world prospect at the position, and he's going to be a problem in the NFL. It's Sorry to cut you off, Ray. I'm just thinking about this. Like, how high is this ceiling for the draft? Because it is a tight end. We I saw like Pitts go four. Yeah. There are quarterback needy teams. Like, Caleb's going to come off the board. Marvin Harrison comes off before Brock Bowers. Yeah. Uh, I, mean, and I mean, Marvin it, Harrison's better than Brock yeah, Bowers. Yeah, no. There's no way I'm, Marvin Harrison's saying, drafted. Uh, yeah. And then you have Drake May, maybe an offensive lineman. Well, this is. This it's just like, what, is it three? This draft's too uh, talented, too many premium positions. And do you think teams are a little bit discouraged? I feel like most tight ends, if not all tight ends, that are just taken so high, not that they disappoint, but they... I I just feel like Relative to the draft capital, like, Kyle Pitts was different, too. But Kyle Pitts was different for, like, a year... Yeah, and he wasn't like he gotcha. didn't have like the, the and, actual production. Dude, like, like this guy's been the second team All American his freshman year. This guy was like, the number one target yeah. on the back to the back national champion yeah. as, as a tight end. As a freshman, as a, as a tight end. Yeah. So what, so what do you think is? <laughs> I think top ten is. I think top ten is. I still think he, there's a chance he doesn't go in the top ten, but I would say top tight end safe. I said I'd put that at like minus one seventy five right now. A top tight end, top ten, top ten. Oh my pick. god, I was like <laughs> the top ten. I, I mean, I personally no. don't. I don't like the idea of picking tight ends that high, especially no. when you have so many needing like holes. But there are a lot of teams with multiple first, so we'll see how it works out in that in that regard. But it's like if you need a wide receiver, not named Marvin Harrison. You see, that's where it gets interesting. Like if you need a pass catcher, like th- yeah. what this guy does for your offense. I mean, as it stands right now, yeah, you do you, everything. You would do Bowers over any anyone after. Would you do Bowers over any over a, wide receiver a, a not named Marvin Harrison? I, if you're if your number I one, I would need, take Brock Bowers over Mecca. Okay, I would. Good question. If your number one need is wide wide receiver, yes. And I haven't fully scouted all the wide no, receivers. I, no, I like. No, I like. I'm going. It. I, in, I would, I'm going in assuming that it's I would probably that level of player. You. Yeah. So I would yeah. say no, but that's. It's really crazy. Ray, go ahead. I mean, you guys touched on everything for the most part. Just inst- like, really the perfect pass catcher as a tight end. It's what you want. You got like a Dallas Clark body, but just the receiving ability of like an actual wide receiver, which is crazy. Uh, they even run the ball with him. He's got some end arounds too. I think he had four rushing touchdowns the last two years, which is crazy. <laughs> like end arounds to him. Yeah. It's fucking bananas. Um, but yeah, I, I think he's going to be. He's obviously the clear cut number one tight end. I think he'll be a top five player on my board event at the end of the year, I'm assuming. And I, I think top ten is safe to say, but who fucking knows because of the position. But a really great player, and I'm just excited to see how he does this year, too, and follows it up. I think top ten is safe. I think 175 was a good line, too. Yeah? Yeah. I, think, yeah. I feel yeah. like it would be a little bit juiced more, but, but I, I think like that's fair. 250? Yeah, that would be a little bit. It would be like minus 250. Mark it. We'll see. Okay. We'll see. All right, boys. That was a good one. Fun to do it live. That's going to wrap it up for us here on Between Two Tackles. Thank you for listening. Hopefully you enjoyed our tight end summer scouting episode. Stay with us. We have all the positions coming up. We got wide receiver coming up. We got offensive line coming up, edge, all the good ones. So make sure you stay tuned. As always, please rate and subscribe to the pod and follow our Twitter at Two Tackles with the number two. Stick with us as we continue this 2023 offseason. Fellas, appreciate you.